The following content has the right to remain silent. It just not ha- it just does not have the desire nor the ability. Start the show. Just saying. Thank you for thank you for letting me know I have those rights. I will not be exercising them. Well, if we were silent, it would be a very interesting kind of podcast. I would say it's, this is an audio experience. So. You know, conceptual something, as fuck. Something got <laughs> something got to happen. What are you? What, what is happening over there? He got some charro beans. He's happy. He got some ramen. Um, oh, okay. Well, good luck to you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. Why? It's, it's, yeah. Niggas plus information plus alcohol (laughs) equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. Ah, Boy, you fought it. I am your H-E-B value, Drake, the fluent one. Uh... The crew is here. Uh, um, uh, La La Speaks was supposed to be here. Uh, you know, people people have busy weekends. People got shit to do. She's off being Superwoman. She's off being Superwoman, and she need not be. No, would, uh, let you know. Sometimes we ask too much of these black women. Um, you know, sit down, rest, woman. Uh, Don't y'all will, go save this country. We will pod in your honor. Um. How's everybody doing? How's everybody's mental health? One to ten. What is going on? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Golly. Man. That is I an just, answer. Ah, oh, I've been on the wildest adventure just trying to like <laughs> be alive and not attacked by random insects or police and tow trucks. But you know, we are here. We are thriving. We are hydrating. I'm drinking so much tequila at some point. Oh boy! In the next 24 hours. As an answer, you hey, you are free to do that at this moment. I free to. Okay, I'll just let you know. Unable to. Okay, I'll just let you know. This is the place where that would happen. Otherwise, you know, if we depending on how long this break goes, when we uh, uh, introduce the song of the week, I might yeah. be making a liquor store run. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That that kind of shit. I don't know. It depends on what you got for the you know, lined up. I like to be surprised just like our listeners are surprised. Like, man, what kind of vibe is Oz gonna put us in for this week? That's a good that that's actually a good question that I actually don't have the answer to. We'll figure it out when we get there. All uh-oh. right. Um We are in here for the journey. Uh oh. Uh shout out to the new listeners. The fuck are y'all doing here? Instagram ads. Uh, shout out to, um, what do I do? The new listeners, the old listeners, the first times, the last times, the long times. Shout out to everybody on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, any, basically anywhere quality content is disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas 
on the Patreon. Hey. I knew it was coming. Another, we, another. We, we had some fun discussion on Patreon today. We I, did. We did. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it all just, it, it, with this particular configuration. It was the quietest Patreon I ever had. The lies. That's saying almost nothing. That That's the absolute lie. Coming from you, that means almost Shh. nothing. Figure it out. So, um, <laughs> actually, I, well, no, I'm not going to go there yet. But I, it, it, it's wild. Um, so, I did, oh, shout out. I did have a shout out. Shout out to um, uh, Sister Kanji. Um uh, who had a little who who had a little connection for the boy hey. uh, on his on his job search? It did not work out like I wanted it to, but um, it is nice to know that community is alive and well. Uh, hope you had a good time at whatever con at whatever con that was, y'all. Let me just let me, I just and I don't want to put a lot of people's business out there. I know sometimes what happens on Twitter stays on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I want to. I want to go ahead and. I want to go ahead and make my shit known, <clears throat> guys. I don't know what what cons have turned into since I was going to them. Huh. Hey, huh. hey, hey, hey! But that's where you need to be. Apparently, that's where you need to be. I have been out of the con game far too long. It's evolved. All I know is I was watching certain people's Insta stories. You need to go to one, and it and the shit went from the cons that I know and love over from over the years to all of a sudden something different. Just the after party. Yeah. It was I can't even say the show, yeah. the hotel, the after party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more. Out there was a lot more nudity. Yeah, giggity. I couldn't tell the after party. <laughs> I couldn't tell the after party from the strip club. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, you giggity. know, um, I'm just gonna say it's fun. Houston has two or three a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, Comic Palooza don't turn into that. I know that. That I know for a fact. And maybe it should. Maybe it should. Maybe I should curate those vibes. Uh, I, w- I would argue that when you're in the George R, no, nothing's popping off like that. But so that you know where to go, you still need to stop by that. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I feel you. I, I get yeah. that. Yeah. So I can always slide you the address. Giggity. That's a lot. Um, Is it? But shout out to but shout out to Kanji for the little uh, for the connect. I definitely appreciate it. Um, community is not completely dead. Um. I thought I had another shout out, but I don't. Um, guys, anybody you want to send flowers to this week? Uh, it will forever and always be those out there fighting cancer. Fight your good fight. We are with you. We see you. We hear you. We appreciate your fortitude. You got this shit. We're rooting for you. We want you to be. We we want you to stick around. We want you to be here just as much as. Uh, you're fighting to be here, and we would, and God knows we would, we would fight through hell with you, if that's what it takes. Um, fluent. I'm, I'm hydrating. Right on, man. Right, you keep you keep hydrated. <laughs> you do that. That's, that's that's. Shout out to people who are also hydrating. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, humans ain't shit. Mm-hmm. I actually, it, 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 and and it's so funny. I'm having. I was having this this back and forth debate on social media that actually ties into this week's humans ain't shit. Y'all know how I feel about classism. I really want people to consider. Stop confusing brokenness or cheapness with a lack of opulence or excess. Everybody that's not spending or consuming in excess is broke. I, 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 this is a this is a this is a, a real distinction I want to make. What do I mean by that? Example: I just got out of a fucking discussion where apparently, if you go out to eat with people and you just want to pay your part and you don't want to work out this weird, this weird con artist co-op bullshit. Where everybody just got to pay some some predetermined amount of money for the uh, some predetermined part of the bill that they probably didn't vote on in the first place, just because y'all decided y'all wanted to go to Steak Forty Eight or wherever, and all I wanted was some fucking egg rolls. It's not because I'm cheap. It's not because I'm broke. Why are you being cheap at a steakhouse? Because maybe I don't eat steak. Maybe I don't, maybe I just, maybe I know this place got some bomb ass egg rolls and I wanted some. I I, I would argue that that's kind of where the conversation should even stop. It's just that I'm paying for what I wanted. I'm paying for what the fuck I ordered. These egg rolls. See how nice I was to include my tax? Why are you still talking to me? I paid my tax. I paid my tip. Yeah. Fuck off. And I threw something and I threw a couple dollars in for gratuity. Fuck off. That should be that should be plentiful. Fuck off. It sounds like y'all the broke ones because y'all it, it sounds like y'all the cheap ones or y'all the broke ones because y'all expect somebody to kick in for you and your spending decisions. Cause you wanted to spend above your means. What the fuck kind of sense does this make? I I literally just want to pay for what I bought. If I go to Whole Foods. No matter how much money I have, and they total up the bill, I am not a cheap or broke-ass nigga because I don't want to pay for everybody else in the fucking line, too. You should pay for their food. You stood in line together. I really want to understand where this mentality came from. It's community. Where just because we went somewhere fancy, I have to be fancy with y'all. For what? Uh, for yeah. what? No, I. so I'm so cheap. <clears throat> I just don't go. <laughs> oh, you want to eat where? Bet. <laughs> I'm going to meet y'all after I go to McDonald's. <laughs> I'll see y'all in 10. I mean, to either point, I just feel like the conversation stops when I tell you what, y- what I got off the menu. Like, at, at what point did this, did this become, you know, the price is right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm I mean, I get like some some restaurants they don't want to split the bills or whatever. But I cool, still, I'll cash app you. Yeah, but I'm still gonna cash app you for what I got. But 
and, and I think I think the only time when it's like okay, well, I could see you just real, you know, if if you're already going to be doing multiple things together, right? Or if you're with a group of friends where sometimes you, you know, I I might pay something for for you, and then you paying something for me. We're not really keeping exact tabs on shit, right? Mm-hmm. You got situations like that, or it's easier to just hey, there's three of us, divide the total by three, and then we're going to another bar and. Whatever, we'll divide that by three too. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I feel or like are you drinking in, in that doing last rounds and shit like that. In that last scenario though, where it's just like, oh well, it's just easy just divide it up by three and go. I feel like there's still there's a conversation there that takes place where we all understand our role in that part. Yeah. But Co- this, communication is so easy. <laughs> this sounds like not that. This sounds like the bill came and a lot of people looked at their tickets and was like, All right, cool. So Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. His initial setup was basically saying that somebody has to see the bill, and the other group was like, "I oh, know. Why would you want to see the bill?" Mm. See, I be, I be the, the one. total is. Oh, fuck the total. What, what, what did I order? Yeah. <laughs> see, I be the one to see. That's why I be the one to leave. I be the one to leave early anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna leave y'all my money. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I'm not leaving because I want to run out on uh, run out on the building. I'm because usually I be the one that got shit to do in the morning. Yeah, so yeah, I'm probably gonna leave early anyway. So I just ask for my, I just ask for my check, pay it and go, mm-hmm. pay them, tip them and go. This is not a capital crime. Just because you niggas want to spend above your fucking means, I should not be penalized for that. I came here. It, it, oh well, what are you? Oh well, why are you being cheap at a steakhouse? I don't give a fuck where this is. I ain't got no stock in this shit. Eat what makes you happy. Pay for what you eat. Just because y'all wanted to come here because y'all wanted to be cool and be seen. And again, I digress. I just wanted some fucking egg rolls. I just wanted some fucking egg rolls. I heard the egg rolls were bomb. I wanted some and I wanted to pay my shit and go. Just because you want y'all want to be y'all want to be seen in the selfies being cool and spending above your fucking means. See, and that's the problem, too. We want to be cool so fucking bad. Everybody that's not spending in excess taking selfies of themselves at a place that they 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 don't normally go every day of the week is not broke or cheap. That's classism to the highest degree. Y'all remember Mad TV? Yes. Remember that bit they had called Lower? <laughs> yes. That's why I only take pictures of cats now. I, I, need, I, need, I need those LEDs real crisp, real strong. That way, I it looks like I'm under-promising, but I really get to over-deliver. I'm he, lost. He's just going to be a cat dad. Nothing interesting is going to be there. Lowered expectations. That That's your plan. And then... <laughs> You meet them, and it's like, oh, it's so much more than Cat Dad. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try that. I'll let you know. Under, how it goes. Un, under promise, over deliver, man. Under promise, over deliver. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That sounds really good, actually. And like, it, and maybe, it maybe part of that is why I'm so disenchanted with what I call the age of selfishness. 
because it's like the pandemic should have taught us a lot of lessons about how capitalism will always move the goalpost on us, no matter where, no matter who you are or where you've climbed to in life. We should have learned a lot of lessons about community. We should have learned a lot of lessons about what our actual standing is in the context of the income inequality gap. Because, because the other part is, is, is it, there are a lot of y'all that are acting real classist against niggas in the same class as you. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's just food prices and transportation and other things have gone up to a degree where all the cards are on the table now. And it's a lot harder to look like you're in a different class than you actually are. So everybody that was spending two hundred dollars on brunch to be seen in front of that same in front of that same grassy backdrop every 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 place got now. Like Before the, the pandemic, like they the make they make the same people and they make the same people taking br- taking brunch pictures in behind the, in front of the classy in front of the grassy backdrop. Now, I call them the brunch class. The brunch class, people that aren't necessarily it, that aren't necessarily in a in a better class than you, but they want to look like it. Some of them are, but some of them just want to look like it. I always say this. There are a lot of people that are doing things in in lieu of doing the work, like the people that like the people that are obsessed with encouraging people to move to another city to start over or whatever. Oh, see, oh, get out and see something else. Yeah, some people want better job opportunities and shit like that, but a lot of y'all, some of y'all are lame. Oh no! Some of y'all are lame and have spent a long, t- such a long time being lame, lame and being seen by so many people in your social circles and age bracket being lame that the only way you can see to unlame is to rebrand in front of strangers in another city. And that's the same thing as people appearing, trying to appear like they are not as cheap as everybody else. By being seen taking selfies in places where the food don't slap, the parking is far too expensive. There's a dress code for no reason. There's a racist dress code for no reason, and they don't have anything to offer but a, a a common a common a common meme saying in neon on a grassy backdrop. Everybody that doesn't want to go through all that and just wants to be a regular person is not broke, is not cheap. They have the they have their priorities that they want to spend money on, and they're, they're probably not cheap about it. I'm not cheap about buying comics. <laughs> I have close to double digits in my bank account. If it's the right comic, I'm copping that shit. He said, oh, I, I know where the priority is. I know where my priorities are. And just because everybody's priorities aren't necessarily invested in things you can see or being seen in these type of circles with these type of people, 
That doesn't make you cheap. That doesn't make you broke. Even though I will admit to being, I will admit to being generally in my life cheap. Cheap is how I'm allowed to do the things I want to do in life. You know, just to interject here, I'm, I'm gonna tell you how how cold tangents are, especially when you're like listening to what one of your friends is saying that's that they're really passionate about, and you're really passionate about what they're really passionate about. For a split second here, I thought this man was talking about another group of friends that he had. That what? he like goes out with and has this. I'm not talking about y'all. I know. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and goes out with and I was waiting for him to stop talking so I could be like, who the fuck are these people you talking about, bro? You got other people, you got other friends you have outside of us, man. Huh? You, got people, you got other people that are judging you, man. Who are they, man? I kick babies, I'll kick them. And then I had to realize he was talking about a post. Yeah. No, these are my no no no. These are to be fair, these are some of my New York friends. Um New York people have way different odd rules about everything. Um, you, you're almost obligated to be seen being extra. Whatever. Yeah, and it was, and for a while, it was one of the things I appreciated because these same niggas will do this while showing up in their work clothes. Like a nigga that work in sanitation will just show up and ask you why you're be and ask you why you're being cheap ordering egg rolls. I feel you, but there are other cool ways to be extra. Very cool ways to be extra. I know people that have been extra, and everything they own is at the thrift shop. Hey. So let's not act like that. I'm telling you, this is the same shit. We talked about this on Patreon, me and Randall. This is the same shit um, on Coach Carter when they got mad because he wanted them to wear ties on game day. And they were like, now nah, I gotta go out and buy now nah, I gotta go out and buy ties. He's like, and he goes, There's a goodwill right up the street. And they were like, nigga, please. He goes, Oh, we too good to shop at Goodwill? Yes, I am. You just got through talking about how broke you were 10 minutes ago. You don't really care about shopping at Goodwill. You just don't want to be seen shopping at Goodwill. You don't want to be seen being broke as everyone else. Shit. X three hundred dollars, dog. We all going when you just go, just go to the grocery store. First, just if you want to see, if you want to see the real misery of the economy and who's just as broke as who, see where they stop. Go to go to the grocery store and watch the misery. It used to be the grocery stores where people went to get centered. I mean, I tell you, I could put my headphones on and just go down my list. Just now, watching people flick it into their basket and walk with no, con- yeah. no discernment at all. Yeah. Watch where people stop in the aisle now. That's where you figure out what's real to people. Not Everybody a, has an aisle where they stop and they look at their basket and, and they life look get at what real, they're picking up. And life get real real. That's the real people watching now. All this shit in the basket ain't gonna make it to that ain't gonna make it to that line. That's the real escapism now, bro. Yeah, Especially man. when they walk in and they pass something and they go, fuck. Yep. They just remember something more important that's already in their basket. That's one fun thing they got to take out. Or when you in line, Mm-mm. it's sad. And you but see the ran- and you see see the random shit that they didn't want to have to go back or put back, or they didn't want to have to announce. Um, left the clothes. clothes. They just left shit. it to the side. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. The grocery store looked like a funeral march. We all we all in the same we all in the same boat, dog. We all in the same boat. I just make very irrational decisions. I mean, you're the last of us. What? There's still one or two people that are sweeping I'm, stuff into their basket, walking down the aisles with no discernment, but you guys are far and few you, between. You don't remember how much I was crying about eggs? Oh, well, damn. <laughs> I, 
how I lost my shit and the H-E-B guy had to come over and ask what happened. And I said, the eggs. Do you see this? What happened to the eggs? The pricing. He really thought something had physically happened to the eggs. Nah. And let me tell you. the pricing. Fuck the prices up. Let me tell you something else. Just on a good side note. I learned that some of these stores, some of these uh, convenience stores, are actually stamping the expiration dates on milk themselves inaccurately. Probably on purpose. To make you, on purpose, to trick you into buying that milk. So when you wonder why why your milk expired six days early, Oh, keep in mind that convenience store you went to. That's the game they playing, and guess what? They're gonna keep playing that game because you gonna be back. I, I don't, hey man, I don't buy milk that much. That's how your shop get burned down. <laughs> it's twenty three. People don't play them games. That's how you wake up to your shit in bricks. This is what happens when you rock with niggas much like yourself. Who watch Fight Club routinely? Routinely, man, I don't. I have not watched Fight Club in at least a decade. Yo, bad. Fight Club. Fight Club is a top ten. I watch it anytime it's on. It, but what is? I it almost on? know it by heart. I'm gonna say that's almost a quarterly watch for me. What? Slide. Still comes on TNT. Still comes on TBS. Still FX. Is. I have it on. Be, I don't. I, I have. I have. I don't the, watch any of these things. I have the anniversary DVD. So, like, just Hulu. let the TV be and on. I have the DVD. I have the DVD. I played on my uh, PS4. Yeah, man. Huh. Tyler was the truth, man. He's cool. I mean, now granted, we, we, I just want to be clear. In retrospect, the the book and and of course the and more so the movie was definitely. A it, it was um, definitely making fun of a s- tough, tough white guys, um, and kind of I guess the precursor to incels a little bit, mm-hmm. but they weren't completely wrong in terms of social economic status, and they've only gotten more right to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um. Because capitalism, because capitalism definitely won out over Tyler Durden. And if you don't think there's a little pocket of people that are just, you're not supposed to talk about it. And guess, and guess what else? I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the movie. Yeah. Uh, and guess uh, what else? Uh huh. And guess what else? People, people's sleep patterns are all fucked up since the pandemic. What is? And sleep? actually, going back to the point that you were making, we did learn. We did learn to all of those tenants. You know how I know we learned those lessons? How do we, how you know we learned? Because the divorce rate skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. Suicide right behind it. Yep. I was just telling somebody else. Somebody was somebody was telling me that dumb shit about money actually does buy happiness. The, the VP of uh, my old job doesn't threw see himself it. 20 stories out of his penthouse window. Yeah, keep telling me how money buys happiness. It doesn't secure happiness, but it's money, all you like. If I can't, if if I can't do the things that make me happy, because money is literally the only obstacle. 
if I can't, prov- if I'm stressed because I have to figure out like how I'm going to eat or right, what, of course, where I'm going to stay or what I'm going to wear or whether I can even do some type of social or whatever thing because mm-hmm. now I have to keep up with how much money I've got in my pocket or can I afford to uh, do this drink today? No, like that. Yes. Money buys happiness in that aspect, but money just because solves I problems, ha- just because I have money doesn't mean I'm never going to be unhappy though. Correct. Right. Like money solves problems. And I had a debate with a friend about this because yes, money solves problems and that is the road to happiness. I agree. But at the same time, I also feel like if if you're waiting on capitalism or a shift in capitalism or a shift in your place in capitalism to determine your happiness at any point, you're going to be miserable for a long time because because all those things, the goalposts can move on all those things. There were people that thought they were good before the pandemic that are not good today. Shit, a lot of wealthy people and they killed themselves during the pandemic. I, when I saw that rant about Cardi complaining about food prices, I knew everybody wasn't good. <laughs> and the other thing is, and my friend also wanted me, and shout out to Candace, my friend also wanted me to point out that um, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. But from from the outside looking in, all those people that keep telling me about they keep telling me that there is such a thing as having your shit together and that there is such a thing and that there is such a thing as money buying you happiness. All them people I know that are in a different class now, they in therapy every week. That that makes me feel like something is missing. I mean, the therapy doesn't mean that something's wrong. A lot of times the therapy is giving you a feedback structure so that you can continue to maintain or find the balance in the things as life continues. Like like life itself is not a stationary milestone post in any regard, right? Like just like how you were saying, like, you know, just because you get a certain amount of money and you solve a problem doesn't mean all your problems go away because the goalpost can move. And that's the same thing that's like also in your own personal interactions, because as you go from one week to another to a month, Mm -hmm. Life is still going on, and just because right. you were in therapy for a year before doesn't right. mean that you are necessarily at the moment equipped with or in an, a balanced state right. to 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 deal with what's going on in that new month, new state. That's right? true. You're like, right. Li- life is continuously and, and 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 she pointed that out too. That it, to be fair, that it is like building a muscle. That it is like you're. It's like going to the gym. You're not. You're you're going to the gym to stay in shape, not just get in shape. Mm-hmm. Going to the gym to stay in shape. Fair. At the same time, these I'm, I I think I'm talking about people that I know for a fact. Money buys gym memberships. They got they 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 got gym they got gym memberships at uh, they got cheap or free gym memberships at the city park. Insurance. It's free. Let me know because yeah. Check your insurance. <laughs> I wish I I wish I had the foresight to uh, check my insurance for gym members. I think I did back at back at the the bookstore. But I'm saying there are cheap or free memberships for things like that at 
your local city gym. But even with or, cheap, or, I mean your local city park. What I mean is even with cheap, cheap adds up, right? Sure. And and it it doesn't matter what it is if if there is a resource cost for everything, right? Even if your your joy escape is walking through nature unencumbered, yeah. To be able to have that time, cost. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just we're mm. not we're not in a space where we can we can just complete. Not most of us are not in a space where we can just completely detach and and say fuck all income, right? I just think at the end of the day, and you're right. No, no, no. And I I want to co-sign. I agree with you that I think we have to do better about how we interact with and how we engage these notions of brokenness or cheapness in one, in a recession two in a time where social media brings together multiple classes and people from multiple economic backgrounds Mm -hmm. and those are mixing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just, I, I think we get just if we're going to call ourselves a community, we have to do better as how and how we talk to each other as a community. You know, here here was here was something um, years back. One of my exes, um, she was working on her PhD program, right? And all the money she would get for the year is stuff she would earn during the summer, her summer break, and she would save everything up budget stuff out and then fund that for like her next year all the way up until the next summer. In one event, they start going on more conference tours or whatever. Right. And so the, uh, one of the professors that she was working with was like, Oh, we'll just buy this ticket to Colorado. It's just $300. And, and the thing that pissed my ex off the most was Mm -hmm. it's just, Cause right. you, you got a six figure salary and you married to someone with a seven figure salary. Correct. So it's just $300 to you is where am I going to carve that out of my non-existent income and the budget that I need to live, survive and have some form of entertainment normalcy in my life when I wasn't expecting that expense, you know, and it's, and I think that's the conversation mit- disconnect when you talk about like what is expected easy or normal day to day for you may not be at the same level for somebody else. And you don't know what anyone else is going through and you can't, you can't pocket watch and try to explain why somebody should just be able to do something just because you can, not everyone else is in that same position. Not everyone else has the same priorities as you. And not everybody else has the same tolerances for what they will go through to achieve certain priorities. I shall say on that note. Um, What's the choice, Oz? What are we doing? Song of the week. Uh-huh. Am I getting tequila or not? Uh, you can get tequila either way. Um, <laughs> We're going to make this based off of how you choose the song of the week. Artist is named Jazzy, and the song is called Favorite Shirt. Um, pour yourself something, get comfortable. That definitely sounds like a tequila. <laughs> We're going to have a great podcast, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Clap for it, white people. Hey.
favorite shirt by Jazzy. Uh, nice little slow jam. Uh, again, somebody you probably haven't heard before. Um, like sad, sexy. Yeah. That, 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 to be honest, it's kind of my lane, so <laughs> that, just, that just fell right into I'm, I don't know, man. That's, that's I want to like, be depressed and turned on at the same that's time. Kind of, that's a toxic sexy, man. That's, that's, again. That's, that's when you make bad decisions sexy. Again, that's kind of my lane. <laughs> Um. Uh, so let's see what we got. In the, what we got? In the you fucked me like you love me. That was not uh, my intention. I'm sorry. Yeah, I. I was just sad. I was just giving it a hundred percent. Um. 
we do have a RIP. Rest in peace to Jackie O. Um, from Wildin' Out. Also was uh was at um DC Young Flat, the uh, the mother of his children. Are they determined cause of death yet? No, no. Um, have not determined cause of death. Um, but I do want to put this out. But I do want to put this out there. Um, in terms of um how we discuss people's passing, mm-hmm. especially coming off of the Jamie Foxx shit and everything like that, uh, how the media discusses these things, fam. You niggas, you manosphere, Kevin Samuels niggas. In fact, y'all don't deserve happiness. I I just y'all don't y'all don't y'all don't want happiness for anyone else. Y'all don't want to let people grieve the way they're gonna grieve. Y'all don't deserve happiness whatsoever. Let me tell you why. Uh oh. So, this woman died, and it is a damn shame. It is a it is a plum, it is a straight up fucking tragedy. Because as far as I knew about this woman, didn't do nothing to nobody, didn't do anything, but didn't do anything but encourage people to get out here and get theirs, whatever it may be, and seemed to have and seemed to have a genuine love and genuine relationship a genuine positive relationship with that man and with her kids and here come you niggas when she died now i get it we should we don't always have to be you know if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all whatever i understand that that ain't always the way however maybe it, uh, with somebody who is a technically public figure, you know, who's in social, who, who does social media, who is known by people um, outside of her own circle, who has to see this shit playing out in real time, maybe this isn't the time to talk about plastic surgery and BBLs and shit. That sounds completely reasonable and fair to me. Maybe you do have a couple of salient points about how uh, about how there is a dark side and a negative side to elective surgery. But you know what you know when it's not the time to prove that in the face of someone's death in the public eye as it's go, as it's as it's going on in real time. This woman hasn't been in the ground it hasn't even been in the ground yet. They have not buried this woman. Someone probably still has to identify her body. And you, you shiftless. Here it comes. Completely without couth. He man, woman, hating ass niggas. Want to show up and give everybody your fucking morality play about how you about how you don't like about how about natural beauty? Is this really that moment? Because guess what? When you die, what I guarantee you don't want is for someone to show up to your funeral while your mother is giving is giving her is giving her speech about what a good about what a good man you were about what a good father you were. 
about what a devoted brother and husband or whatever, and somebody to, and somebody to walk in and start preaching about how not to take about not taking blue chew. <laughs> and the dangers of taking them dick pills you love so much. Oh, I'm just kidding. We all know you're not getting any pussy. Touch grass. Consensually touch a woman's butt. Consensually. Consent is always beautiful. Get to know that woman. Get to know that woman. Get to know some of her dreams and goals. This is the problem with y'all is that y'all don't have normal. Y'all only have these conversations on social media and you don't know how to have normal interactions and human discussions with people because you have because you haven't touched the you haven't consensually touched the butt since the turn of the century. I haven't had no sex. <laughs> I hate you. You are the same dummy hotep ass niggas who are on the who are on Beyonce's internet crying because the little mermaid did not talk about slavery wait what that's a thing no it is not a thing dr umar started this shit and niggas ran with it that because it looked like they're in the 18th century there was no mention of slavery or slave boats whatsoever or 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 systematic racism no it's a thing it's a thing first of all the little mermaid takes place in the mediterranean ocean and it is completely based off of the theoretical place where atlantis would have existed had it and he's italian i don't give a fuck about the west fucking african slave trade in the mediterranean sorry I just want y'all to know he visibly turned. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Man, triggered by that information. He got there with me. He did. He got there with me. Uh, like, I don't understand. Y'all don't. It's not that, it's just that y'all don't want happiness. Y'all don't want anybody else in the community to have happiness. Let these people remember this woman for who for who they for who she was for them. Yeah. Put that little devo- energy down. A dev- a. Say it again. You, you you put that little dick energy down. Just 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 all the way down. Take it outside. You bury it in your backyard. Pick up some 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 shit at the store called some 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 mind your business, and have a chill pill. It's true. Y'all just want y'all's uh, y'all's uh, y'all's tough manly lack of. Lack of emotional intelligence and misery to fester in other people, and we're not going to have it. We're going to do things differently this summer. This, this, you know, y'all fucked up like the last two summers with this man with this manosphere, he man, woman hater bullshit. Alfalfa, <laughs> not alfalfa. This will not. This will not continue this year. This will not continue this summer. We are trying to be outside. We are trying to be out here with titties. Titties. How are y'all still talking about BBLs and plastic surgery? How are y'all still fixated on these things and slavery when Janelle Monet has her titties out? Oh my God. This is a beautiful moment. God, I told so y'all pretty. last week. I told y'all about this last week. Y'all are not going to ruin this for it me. It's so pretty. 
Y'all are not going to ruin this for me. We're going to be outside. We are going to treat women like we actually like them. We're going to see titties. <laughs> There's going to be consensual touching of butts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Penises will be unsheathed. <laughs> like, my man is talking, and all I can see is that clip of Miles Morales going, nah, this is my story. <laughs> I'm telling my way. <laughs> <laughs> This is not it. This is not what. This is not what outside was supposed to be. And these Fuck. niggas are gonna ruin it for for the no, for, for, no. for the all of us. They are not. They are not. They're ruining for, for themselves. themselves. They're ruining for themselves. For themselves. Let that. Let that family mourn in peace without your bullshit morality play about natural beauty. Y'all talk all that, and then y'all talk all that shit about natural beauty. Y'all the main niggas going to get elective surgery to get your fucking to get your fucking calves extended so you look taller. Yeah. I, I have a whole rant that is that is far too long. There are women that like short men. Don't do that to yourselves. Man, didn't y'all watch 90 Day Fiance? Had that man not been so crazy, he would have taken that 21-year-old home. There are plenty of there are plenty of short people that get laid. And he literally has no neck. Just ask Kappa Alpha Psi. Well. Yeah, I said it. Maybe you like donuts. I don't know. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jackie O. Um, prayers, and, prayers, and blessings and condolences to that family. Um, we stand, we we stand in solidarity with y'all. We stand in solidarity with y'all, man. Um, our house, our hearts go out. Fuck, fuck these people on the internet, dog. Honestly. Um, what else we got? Oh man, it's nasty nigga season. Uh, another Bill Cosby accuser. Um, that's like the third, the, the third or fourth one since he's been out. Bill, Bill, come in real close. <laughs> come in real, real close. You hear me? Whatever the sound of my voice is, that you can hear it. I hope you can. I hope it reaches you. Come in close, man. Stop coming outside. <laughs> oh well, this is one from like. So this lady was from. I know she's from the past. My point is, if you stop coming outside, we'll stop thinking about you. Stop coming outside. Eggs are really expensive. Uber that shit to your house, bro, so that we stop thinking about you. He was trying to buy TNT. Why? Oh, um, and Why? knows. He's trying to buy inside the NBA. No, no, you lucky you still have that kind of money, bro. Stay inside. Start writing. Write a write a book. Do out of sight, did. out of mind. Do what OJ don't, did. Don't don't write a book. Do what OJ did. Write a book. What if I had fucked those women? I don't. I don't know. But like, just be inside. And this is apparently a a Playboy model from 1969 at the Playboy Mansion. Look, Mr. when Holmes you were fucking up Playboy models, when you were fu- oh that that was during his uh his I Spy days. Yeah, when yeah. he was con- he was considered like maybe not a sex symbol, but he was considered he was considered that nigga. Yeah. Y'all ever look back on some of this shit and then think about that conversation he had with Eddie Murphy about his comedy and go, yes. really? Like, yes. you, bro? 
You telling someone? You yes. telling someone to chill out, bro? Who Who would have thought Bill Cosby would end up being the nasty nigga out of that out of that pair? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Exactly. I no, I agree with you 100. percent Wow. Out of wow. him, wow. Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, who'd have thought that 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 <sighs> that Doctor Pilliam F. Cosby <laughs> would have ended wow. up being the nasty nigga out of that bunch? And the nastiest of nasty niggas, too. I just knew it was going to be the Leather Suits guy. Have you ever seen um, We Need to Talk About Bill? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ooh, buddy. I'm pretty sure it's available on Hulu. Fam, uh, W. Kamau Bell did like a three-piece yeah. documentary. Uh, so a cursory one. Got you. Like th- about the creepiness of just through his whole career. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even during the Cosby show, during, while filming, at the whole, they brought in the people they interviewed from the crew, the writers. Oh, he had a line, a line, an actual line of hoes outside his office. A line of women that he told he was going to put on. He and was, every now and then he would close the door. You know, we, you know, it, he was it, doing it, casting couch. Oh, like we had at the uh, workplace though. At at work, wow. At work, correct. You know, I, I we just, had a, we had you know if you well, I'm, I'm not gonna put his name out there. We had it was a nigga like that at TSU. I refuse to believe that, and you know him. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe in that. the Guac Building. Man, no one had that kind of power in our time. Really, really. If you think about it. And it's, it's we gonna talk think about air. yeah. Really? It was a nigga in the Guac building was fucking them students de- almost well, definitely. I, let me tell you something. There, there, there are certain things in life that I just I, I appreciate other people who have them, but I know I don't want them for no other reason. That's certain levels of wealth, certain levels of influence, certain levels of power. I don't ever want to just be able to Jedi mind wave people into doing whatever. That's that's almost weird. It's just, it's just, not almost. It is. And, and, very I'm, weird. and I'm glad you used the word power because that's the thing that often gets swept. overlooked, yeah. swept under the rug when it comes to coercion or sexual assaults and things of that is the power of basically putting someone in a position where they feel they have to compromise themselves yeah. either for their own safety or for what they're whatever trying to reason. do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's weird. So weird. Um, nasty, uh, nasty nigga wow. season continues. R. Kelly. Uh, what? The government is looking to. Uh, jail? Didn't, we, didn't we take care of him? He's, well, yes, but the government is looking to uh, levy his uh, whatever royalties he still he still gets uh, from his label and his publishing. Uh huh. Uh, to pay some of those, to pay restitution to some of those victims. Good. Good. Fuck him too. Don't have no money on him. Good. Took all his money off of his books. Yeah, cool. I hope that nigga gonna are, be trafficking in cigarettes for the rest of his life. Hope you are singing your throat away to save your ass right now, bro. You better, I hope he's taking them sexual enslavement seminars seriously. Um, wow. Come over here, hold my hand. Come over here, nigga, hold my hand and sing track two from 12 Play. Guaranteed. You miss a key, I'm being your butt. <laughs> nah. Right in your butt. And when you finish the song, I'm still being your butt. Okay. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. 
Just sing every deleted verse you know. <laughs> you better. You better. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's not good. So, uh, Nasty Nigga Season also continues. Trey Songs is being sued again. By another, by another person. What do you do now? He pulled up a woman like there was a it was some pool party and somebody had their cam- and had their camera phone out and he pulled a woman's shirt up and flashed her titties to everybody without consent. Like, Bro, uh, nah. like girls going wild type shit. Yeah, this was hey, and this is like the second or third time he's done this. Hey, the you, same thing. No, nah, you don't. You don't go and expose somebody like that. That's just see what I'm talking up. about. Niggas trying to <laughs> keep, ru- your, keep your hands to yourself. See what I'm talking about about niggas trying to ruin titties. <laughs> keep your hands to yourself. Hey man, don't 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 try to make up for that that L you took on stage missing those notes by doing silly shit, bro. Oh, he like, took oh he took way more way more else than that. See, I I know you've been out of the loop. That he been he been on a nasty nigga tour for at least the past five years. Really? More than that, more than that, like like there are people, there are there are people stepping up about Trey songs every ten seconds, and I'm gonna tell you like this: Kiki Palmer tried to tell us a long time ago that this nigga was that this nigga was a nasty nigga, because she wow. was she was at a house party of his, I believe, and they were and it and it, it was so lit they started filming it for footage for a video, and Kiki Palmer didn't sign up for none of that, yeah, and. Her and another couple of women were hiding in the closet because they kept trying. They kept getting more aggressive about trying to get them on camera. Because wow. it was kind of a pool party type thing, and everybody's kind of you know half naked or whatever. And they were getting more aggressive about it. And so some of the women hid in the closet or hid in one of the bedrooms or something. And they like the people took the, took a couple of them's phones so they couldn't call nobody what and shit fuck? like that. It was a it was some wild shit. She told this story. I remember this, and wow. and everybody was like, "Wow, that's some crazy shit." And they wanted her to be in the video so bad because one of the rappers put her in one of his lyrics, and she just wasn't cool with that, and it turned into some increasingly creepy shit. And she had been telling this story for a long time, and everybody and people didn't want to listen. And then after that, there were more and more stories where it was like some rando at a party was like, uh, "Trey Songs walked up to me, walked up to me and grabbed my titties," or Trey Songs saw I was drunk and took me in the bedroom and tried to get me to do X, Y, Z. I'm telling you, it's to the we're in in the next two to three years, we are going to see a surviving Trey Songs. That is a nasty, nasty nigga. All right, then. That is a da- nasty nigga. And you know what? When you when you hear like from the aspect of so many different stories of individual accounts that get swept under, mm-hmm. and then it takes something like a full blown lawsuit to even garner some aspect of attention that is still debated and argued about. It is another reason that always argues back when people are like, well, why don't women speak up? Mm. Because it, th- when they do speak up, it's ignored and swept under the rug. Like you talk about five years of the same kind of shit. And he's just now getting any type of backlash. potential legal backlash. That's wild. 
And not only that. That's 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 fucking wild. When and not only that, when you have somebody as big as Trey Songs has been or was for a while, and you have that many accusations, I always assume that there's twice that out there. Yeah. I can say that, too. that nobody's gonna say anything about. Um yeah, that's a Especially yeah. when you grabbing <laughs> grabbing people and literally like trying to expose them for, for a camera. Just flashing somebody else's titties just for shits and giggles. That's crazy. I just I don't understand that, man. Like that like your level of access is supposed to put you in a position where you don't need to do that. Correct. There's, there's someone willingly ready to do any and whatever it is that you yourself are trying to get someone to do. Like My this. dad always said that. He was like, these niggas be too big in the world to be just taking pussy. Yeah, man. Like, just, just turn around. Just turn around. Correct. She said no. She said no. She's got her hand up. <laughs> she said no. She said no. She's got her hand up. Right. She said no. She said no. She's got her skirt up. Correct. Like, like what are you doing? What is, what's wrong with you? Consent oh, is God. real easy to establish. It, it really is. <laughs> and, and like there are people that will fuck you just for the possibility of access the possibility of access mm-hmm. i'm just that's crazy to me uh-huh. it just like you like you missed it last we were talking about the complicated legacy of jim brown mm-hmm. jim brown there was a time in his day jim brown was the biggest was the yeah. biggest big time nigga ever yeah, of really. all time he was the nigga he was oj before oj yeah. and there are several, several stories of Jim Brown taking pussy. Not only taking pussy, but hitting women. See, our generation didn't know this because we only knew tough guy, activist dude, activist dude yeah. you know, cool with the gangs, Jim Brown. This nigga threw a man, threw a woman out of a window. <laughs> what? I shit you not. I'm telling you, my, ask your mother. What in the Sylvester Stallone movie? What? Your mother and my mother are just about in the same age range. Ask your mother. My mother said, oh, son, we got a lot to talk about. Wow. Oh, he, underage girls? He was in prison for a reason. Jim Brown was a nasty nigga. And I always bring it up because we have to establish patterns in this legacy of nasty niggas. And here's oh, you're gonna like this one. We took we we and yes, I know we went over this briefly last week. You know who claims Jim Brown as her as her godfather? Megan Good, who is dating whom? Jonathan Majors. Legacy of nasty niggadom. Legacy. The generations, I'm just saying. And again, we don't know if that nigga did that. We don't know. We don't know. For you niggas that are going to get upset with me about it, we still don't know. But he but does have a trial do, coming up. It does not look good. I can think we can all agree that no matter where this shit is headed, it don't look good. Interesting. And John Boyega better suit on up. You better string it. You find your helmet. Put the pads on. I actually think they're still. Nah, he's trying to dude. do another Star Wars movie. They're still looking at the dude from Snowfall. I mean, I, I, I kid, but yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, just like that. You know, mark my words. Trey Song's gonna have a documentary very shortly. 
Dream Hampton is writing up the treatment right now. Jeez. She find I'm telling you, she finding she she out here finding witnesses. Uh, let's see what else going on. At last, at long last, Shannon Sharp is leaving undisputed. That's not the right. That is not the right sound effect. <laughs> that is not the right sound effect. No, it is not. No, wait, wait let's a try second. That, let's try that one more wait time. Wait sir. Let's try that one more time. Shannon Sharp is finally leaving undisputed. That's that the man, right red button. That man taking his payout and he's leaving FS1. So, as a person who stays under his rock about all things non-comic and conic. Okay. Why are we happy about that? Because fuck Skip Bayless. It, oh, yeah. You can see, because so, you can see leading up to now that he been sick of Skip. Okay. Yeah, there was, a, there was a couple, especially like during this year's sports season. Some on-air throwdown. There, there were some couple instances where Skip just kind of really went left yeah. on what he said to Shannon. And like it was like Shannon was like, there's no way you should be talking to me like this as someone who is supposed to be your friend and your coworker. And not even like, that. He was getting it, it it gave it was nasty. From some of the things, some of the ways that him as an old white man yeah. was talking to this man, yeah. it gave mm, like there was like when he would get real so heated and take his glasses off so and skip and skip would be like, sit down. Sit down, put your glasses back on. Like, nigga, you ain't going to do shit. Fam, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, for all different purposes. It's <laughs> thug nigga in final form. Yeah. Whether he would do it or yeah. not, I would, never roll, I would not roll them dice. Yeah. No, no, sir. No, no one that talks about being gone off that yak at work on TV, <laughs> on national TV. No, no. That's not a dude I'm trying to try. No, not at all. Yeah. Oh, man. He's different. He's hella He's different. different. Yeah, he doesn't. He wears them sweaters just to let you know you're not going to say shit to him about it. That's yes. why he wears them sweaters. To make you right. feel safe. Correct. That I don't is. know who his stylist is, but his, his suit game on every oh, episode is on ridiculous. Point. On bro. point. Every time. On I mean, point. I, I'm like, man, where do you get Can I? I'm telling and you. Can he, I just get a tie like that? When he and his stylist meet, he goes, hey, man, I'm going to tell you about my week, and I need you to make me look my safest for every day. <laughs> man. And I'm going to tell you like this. Coordinated. Honestly, him leaving Undisputed should really be the beginning of the end of Skip Bayless's career. Uh, because the, the most we have ever given a fuck about or paid attention to Skip Bayless the world's mo- the world's most famous and least relevant Dallas Cowboys fan uh, was when we were waiting to see whether or not Shannon Sharp was going to slap the dog shit out of him. We didn't pay that much attention to him, even when he was talking to Stephen A. Because because Stephen A. stupid too. That's Steve. You know Stephen A. put out an official invitation for Shannon Sharp to join him. No, oh, no, no. It was like no. a what was it? Maybe like five, oh, five no. minutes. Like, hey, Shannon, you should come over here with me. No, no. you better leave the world's most dangerous hairline alone. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I had a notification about it. No, because they'll no. definitely end up in hands. Hands will be thrown. Yeah, and you That'd know, be a funny episode. I've seen definitely in hands. I've seen Stephen A. do boxing training. <clears throat> he should just no, yeah. no. He should just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> 
You haven't seen this. I saw he was he was doing boxing training. This nigga look this nigga looked sloppy and stiff and tired and tired. And they that was probably the warm up. I'm just saying. Uh, but apparently he's getting a big payout. Um, they got to be giving him a big payout. Uh, shout out, man! So shout out to Shannon Sharp, man, getting the bag. He has a pretty entertaining podcast. I think he has a couple entertaining podcasts, but I know for a fact he has one good one. So, uh, I think the I think the I think he know, I think he's taking this payout at this time, not only because fuck Skip, because but because I think he knows there's a bag waiting for him. Yeah, I think uh, I think a, the rumor was um, once NBA finals are complete, yeah, he's he's going to be done with he's the show. Done. Yeah, that's 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 what I heard too. Um, so yeah, shout to shout to him uh, moving on to bigger and better. Um, hmm, what else did I want? There was there's a couple things, but I, I'll I'll just talk. So last week we talked about Danae Jackson. Yeah. She's still, she's still uh, trying to have grace. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to have grace for Derek Jackson's ex-wife. However, it has come, it is, it is surfaced that she is becoming a consulting coach. Consulting for what? Uh, good question. What? Uh no, here we go. Here we go. Uh somebody if luckily somebody I think uh the Andrea and Ryan just sent this to me via Twitter. Shout out to the family Gabriel. Uh that Denea Jackson not only uh not only is she um it's 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 like an infidelity recovery boot camp. But they screenshot because I recognize it because infidelity uh, recovery. So for like people who've had their spouse cheat on them. Correct. Okay. And so, but people have taken notice of some of the prices of her services. Um, They're like for her personal coaching, one-on-one coaching sessions. Four thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Hey man, what's the next topic? To teach customers how to profit from your pain. Hey, what's the next topic? <laughs> I'm not gonna play with you. I'm not gonna play with you. I'm not, I'm not gonna play you with know, y'all about look, that. Look, yep. if if yep. if you made, yep. if you know how to make money from something, wow. and those that's the kind of consulting you're doing. Hey, look, I know you can do consulting about anything, man. You can do consulting about anything. If I, I find can, out I can charge chill look, out, chill out. Look, I'm gonna start charging a thousand dollars on wait, how wait, to be comfortable nah. with a bed that you didn't make wait, up. Wait, wait, chill out, fam. <laughs> Every day I don't make my bed up and I am happy when I get back in it. Let me So wait a bit, here we teach go. Teach you this process for a thousand dollars. Infidelity recovery boot camp plus one on one coaching, heal plus plus profit from your pain. One course, one coaching session. Two payments of three thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars a month. That is uh, seven thousand dollars. You'll have access to the digital curriculum for an additional ninety days for a total of six months. The Infidelity Recovery Boot Camp plus Coaching Accelerator, um, which is a full digital program plus the Mastermind uh, account, Healing God's Way. The Art of Spiritual Warfare, Deliverance, and Healing, two payments of $495 a month. Or you can just go read a Bible. 
I was say I I read that same book. Or, or, I, go meditate. Go masturbate. Go chill out somewhere. Just relax. With the, doing stuff like that is why you got left in the first place. Like chill out. Like fi- find your center. Refine what makes you amazing. Start from the end. Leave that whack ass dude alone, and then regroup. But that that no that is egregious. So, but she already announced how to profit from your pain. And there and, and guess what? There are people who are going to pay this. In uh, case you're wondering, absolutely, there are sure people because I th- because I always said that nobody had to nobody was buying into that wife school shit. You know, I would if I had money, I would pay because I was curious. I was gonna say, I well, no, I'm not that curious. I, I get know. curious. I get curious about OnlyFans. <laughs> like if you tell me you got an OnlyFans, I get curious about that. I don't get curious about <laughs> some broad, some fully dressed broad talking to me. Um, although, to her credit, the Danae Jackson glow up is commendable. I will say that. I will say that since she broke ties with this nigga, mm-hmm. the Danae Jackson upgrade has been noticeable. She do look kind of good. Well, I mean, when you remove that level of <laughs> gaslighting toxicity from your life, I was gonna say when you take off the <laughs> Yo. when you take off the quote unquote helmet of salvation, you know, you start looking at shit a little different. Right. And my homegirl was like, it, it, like I said, my homegirl was like, ain't nobody. She can't have no clients. We said that about that wife school shit, and that con game ran for a long time. Yeah, and also it is worth mentioning. That this isn't just, she not only learned what she learned, she learned the most toxic parts of Derek Jackson because this is the same shit he did. He flipped, he flipped his phony bullshit into, into a bag. He's going on tour. He's going back on tour. Didn't he like drop a book as part he of dropped like a couple of books cheating thing? Yeah, and he dropped a book about his cheating. And he's going back on tour. He, he, this is a bag for him. And she's trying to be she's trying to be the counter to that to show that she's healed and moved on. And she's proving this not she's not really proving this to him. She's proving this to herself. Yeah. And not only that, this is a reflection, if I'm just being real, as a as a bona fide Christian myself, I feel like this is her utilizing the worst parts of what we're of what some people are taught in the Christian church and and monetizing other people's trauma and manipulating that into prosperity gospel. Mm. Happens every day. Maybe not, uh, not, not in the churches that raised me, probably not in the churches that raised Euphonic, almost certainly not in the church that raised you because that's your family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as a PK, <laughs> yeah, but there is a dark side, I, I, and I hate it have, admitting admitting it, but this is one of the reasons why a lot of people have divested from the Christian. A lot of young black people, um, younger than us, are quickly divesting from the Christian church because of all this weird gumbo of misogynoir of. Um, False prosperity gospel um, of exploitation, it turns you into this. Mm. And very clearly, Denea Jackson was raised in this and indoctrinated into the darkest, most negative parts of this. We've said this before. 
And so they teach you to deal with trauma in these ways. And they're probably the same people that were telling her when it was when the shit was happening. Oh, he got that good job, Savannah. Hmm. Well, is there is there a difference between turning your trauma into a product and profiting from that and maybe your product being how you communicate with others. Right? Like, is there can't uh, be, so, uh, I guess let me be more clear. What I'm thinking is like a lot of art comes out of pain and trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's almost like the bread and butter for country music. Right. Right. Correct. So a lot of, a lot of profit comes from that art. Okay. And thus that trauma. So is, teaching or consulting in the aspect of here's how I turned my toxic situation into a, a a country love song. And here's how you can take this writing workshop for or songwriters workshop. Is that any different when your intentions and goals? I mean, it's still money and making money off of here's how you can turn your pain into some money. Is that, is that different? Uh, If we look at the product differently, I feel like the mere fact that you're trying to teach someone how to flip a profit off their pain instead of working through it diminishes the returns that they should be getting in working with something that's supposed to be teaching them to work through pain. Okay. That makes sense. It's just like what I said earlier about how some niggas are lame. Uh-huh. And instead of working through the things that make them lame, got it. And actually doing the internal work to unlame themselves, they're just flipping it and re- and going somewhere else and rebranding. So we're skipping the step. In, this, in the presence Correct. of strangers. We're, it, it, right. we're, we're skipping the step of what does it mean to, hey, acknowledge, here's some fucked off shit that happened to me. How do I recover from this and then take the next step in whatever that means in life? Correct. It's it's jumping straight to hey, here's this fucked off thing, and here's how you exploit that. They're, ta- they're taking the Batman. They're taking the Batman route. In Correct. in poetry, I think sometimes we we see this where sometimes people will. Uh, Ooh, yes. Uh, yep. Deliberately weaponize their own trauma on stage for crowd manipulation. Well, not uh, for crowd manipulation. Oh, no, like no. For, more like for revenge. No, no, no. I'm, I mean, I've seen people like for manipulation. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Not not because it's healing for them. Yeah. Not necessarily, like you said, in terms of that being part of the process of them working through something. Yeah, no. Right. Because like, that's, patri- that's a Patreon story, but I definitely did it for yeah, revenge. Definitely about the dopamine of the likes and the claps and the way. The dopamine yeah. of the likes and the claps. Yeah. Yeah. Dopamine is a mean dop- dopamine is a mean motherfucker. Yeah. Dopamine goes harder than heroin, sugar. <laughs> but, but so like that—that's my issue with what's going on here, right? Like it's already, it's already being prepackaged and pre-processed, ready to go hot off the shelf as the dopamine hit. So I'm already aware that you're not about to help me process my trauma. We're really just gonna skip forward to, uh, you got fucked over too, sis. All right, cool. This is how you bleed the next one. Or right. this is how you take that situation and you bleed that situation. 
and neither one of those things are helping me internally resolve or rectify what brought me to this site. Destroy your monsters. Do not become them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm with it. We can go ahead and take a break there um, and just blaze through the second half. It's not much. Um, Ooh, I have a salad. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> We will be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Clap for it, white people. Back, we are black. We are opinionated. And we are hydrating. It's the little things with me. So, I asked fluent for a large cup of ice, so I could put it. In, so I could put it in my um, my my big water jug that makes people uncomfortable. And I just love the swish of a of a half full. Water bottle of ice. <laughs> I love ice. I do. I really love ice, and I love ice cold water. And my shit keeps my shit cold. I had a long talk about this with with one of the listeners. Yeah, you're a friend old. of ours. Oh no, this has been forever. This is always it's always been like this. Um, I've I, I I love ice cold water, and this shit keeps my water cold for like a day and a half at a time. Um. So yes, the the big the big unnecessary double walled water cooler joint. I'm I I, I fuck around. I'm about to upgrade to a gallon. A gallon? They're pretty cool. That's how much I like ice ice water. I just drink a lot of little water. The only thing I I miss about that last bullshit job was that they had it because they didn't have central AC. And it was a lot of physical work. So they had a big-ass ice machine, like the one outside your grocery store. And you could just go nuts and just fill up your butt and just fill up whatever your jug is all the live long day. And I made I I made a solid two, uh, probably two trips a day. One when I clocked in and one when I left. And uh, and uh, it just the ice would just stay would stay frozen. Was it Sonic kind of ice, or was it just like the big ice? Um, you could set it to what you wanted, but everybody kind of wanted the 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 cubes, the the kind of mid sized cubes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they that was that was everybody's little small joy at that bullshit job, and somebody every time you went over there, it was because it was by the body shop. Somebody would just go margarita time, baby. What? <laughs> And you look over and go, what? And it's just, I'm just practicing. I'm practicing. It's almost four. <laughs> um, it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, because it is just nasty motherfucker season continued. Um, this is according what is to, going on this week? <laughs> this is according to the Jasmine brand. On Sunday, 
A plane crash killed a New York fertility specialist involved in a reproductive scam in which he was accused of using his sperm to inseminate several women. According to USA Today, Dr. Morris Wartman, 72, uh, was a passenger in a handmade plane that reportedly disassembled mid-flight and crashed in Orleans County, approximately an hour west of Rochester. According to the county sheriff... The pilot also died in the accident. In the last 18 months, Wartman was accused of inseminating women who sought fertility therapy from him in the 18, in the 1980s. Huh. Uh, so I'm just going to go back a little bit right here to the second paragraph. Huh. Handmade, Handmade plane. plane. Thank you. That reportedly, <laughs> that, wait for it, that reportedly disassembled mid-flight. He didn't have the right torque wrench? No, he was planning his escape. <laughs> That's what happened. Something no, he didn't have the right torque wrench. He thought he could hand tighten it. No, he didn't. And and Dis- then bolts. No, he didn't. I just started well, vibrating and just the that, the that thing plane, fell apart. That plane I just mid flight. That did that no, plane did what it was. I supposed just love the sentence. The sentence handmade plane that disassembled mid flight is crazy. I tried to stop you then. That was the plane. That was the plan. That was the plan. All of, why don't y'all see that? He thought he thought he was gonna fake his death or some shit. What? Huh? What? We talking about it? What are you talking about? What? Even if he's even if he failed, he succeeded. Do you know why? Because we can't punish him. That's true. Well, that's true. Hmm? Nah, that's true. It was supposed he had to be the a- wrong torque wrench. No, he knew what he was doing. His pilot didn't know he had the wrong wrench. <laughs> Rest in peace, that young man. But that 78-year-old knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. In 2021, the the daughter of one of Wartman's patients who got pregnant in the 1980s sued him. According to the complaint, the doctor covertly utilized his sperm while informing the plaintiff that the donor was a local med med student. A local med student. Yes. Wow. According to the report, the doctor maintained the secret even when his biological daughter became his gynecological patient. Uh, According to her medical malpractice suit, the woman discovered Wartman was the donor after DNA genealogy testing, genealogy testing, excuse me, revealed that she had known nine half-siblings. Wow. Hmm. I feel like I saw this on like a TLC documentary or something. This is peak. This is peak nasty. This is a lifetime movie for every for for every black man out here. For every black man being a nasty nigga, there is one white man with the nastiness of like fifty niggas. I was just about to say that is next level. That is that is a that is a nasty nigga Damn. who is um he will he that and he has died in that pl- in that plane crash with a handmade plane. He will be he will be dearly buried. And that is it. I don't know about dearly. But. He will be buried. That's, that's, let's keep it. That he he will be buried. Um, because wow, damn. Because are you fucking serious? The caucasity of that action, though. Peak caucasity. There will be more of me. Right, because it, I deem it so. That is yeah. that is the med student version of like some backwater deliverance shit. Yeah. That's some that's some of that real inbred bullshit. 
my lineage will live on. He's a, he's the he's the the he's the med he's he's a the med school doctor version of like the motherfuckers from the hills have eyes. Yeah, wait, that's what? a that's a lot. Them inbred motherfuckers. Mm. That's a lot. That's that's wild. That's wild. He got man, and then oh man, and he got a, and then he has a real legacy of people that will be disgusted. With themselves for like forever. That's unfortunate. That's, That's fucked up. That is that is severely fucked up. Send your racist stories, your real life racial encounters, um just just anything on your job where you feel like white people are fucking up. Cause it's a lot of them. Uh any of that along with your listener letters questions for myself euphonic fluent or anyone else you hear on this podcast please send those to opinions while black at gmail.com or log on to opinions while black.com where you can find out more ways to listen to us um more about houston's most savage podcast um ways to buy merch new summer merch coming soon by the way um the plant daddy shirts are almost ready Oh, I can't wait. Plant Daddy shirts are coming. Just as a shout out to you dumb niggas and that one dumb chick that tried to convince me that a man liking flowers or plants is gay. Plant Daddy shirts are coming. We are sitting in a group of plants. Some of them. Some we are. There are there me. are plants here. Getting the realest energy off the plant next to me. So y'all can thank uh, uh, Javier here. He's <laughs> named the plant my, Javier. You named my pepper plant Javier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Been having a grand old time. I see. Also, sign up for Patreon, y'all. Javier has perked up since you've been Man, been here. High praise. I really like answering listener letters, though. Like the questions are are oddly poignant. Um, yeah, send your li- and also send your listeners all that. Also join Patreon. <laughs> um, bonus, uh, bonus content, exclusive merch. Um, oh yeah, Discord access. Um, and events. Uh, I'm trying. I'm gonna try to do more Friday night reups for y'all. Um, and probably one live event this summer. Um. We'll see about that. I'm trying to make that after dark, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> this guy. Got y'all. Um, what y'all want. Stay tuned for listener letters and top three STFUs. Y'all know what it is. Houston's most savage podcast. Ask for it by name or don't. We will find you. <laughs> Clap for it, white people. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated and fully hydrated on a lovely Saturday. Um, time for listener letters. Um, hey, let me tell y'all something. Y'all have slowed down a little bit on the listener letters, and I don't like it. Usually y'all be chomping at the bit to ask me some shit. And 
a couple of these episodes has been my fault because I was a little I was a little late later than usual putting the call out. But y'all getting a little slow on these listener letters, and I don't like that. I want y'all to keep the energy going. This is this podcast is I swear to you is at its best when we are interactive. Oh yeah. Uh, so do not be shy. I like answering questions. Euphonic has gotten has has gotten a taste for answering the questions. Um, y'all's questions tend to be pretty fun and pretty uh, kind of uh, introspective, um, and we end up telling a lot about ourselves. We still the, like the Uno wars have continued. Like the Uno wars have not stopped um, because of y'all's listener letter responses. Um, me and Randall have been judged quite a bit for, as you people call it, playing Uno wrong. You do. Um, and I just want to, I just want to address this really quick. Sorry, Chris. In that, uh, yes, in that, I rock with that. Um, I don't give a fuck. I hope you trip on your knees. What Hasbro, Parker Brothers, Milton Bradley, whoever the fuck it is. They want to have their little opinions on Twitter and shit about how it's supposed to go. You mean the rules? It's too late for that. It's too fucking late for <laughs> the that. The way it was designed. If you felt that strongly about it, you would have campaigned that hard before. Oh it's too late. It's too late. You don't get to come to the hood and tell niggas how to play street ball. If they don't want to play make it, take it, that's their fucking business. If, they, if I want to stack as many fucking draw fours as I want... You gonna hold you gonna hold each and every one of the motherfuckers. The creator will hold every card in the fucking deck if I want him to. Bro, that's like saying, Hey, look, I designed this car and you put gasoline on it and you say, Fuck that. Nigga, I'm gonna put it on my back. No, nah, fuck <laughs> that. This, nigga, this ain't Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> the fuck? I don't give a damn who it is. I'll Yu Gi I'll Yu-Gi-Oh every card in this deck in your fucking hand. You burn up in this motherfucker with him. <laughs> the fuck? That's how we play in the hood, goddammit. If you in the hood, you playing hood rules. Especially if it's money on the table. Then it, well no. Wait, I've never seen anybody. Who play. playing for Who money, money with Uno? <laughs> Wait a minute. What drunk game night is this? And why have I not been invited yet? Nah, Let's do nah. it. I made some money off of that one. Hey, time, look, so. just, just everybody just show up with twenty dollars. We'll figure out how it gets distributed among the games. What? No. Yeah. No. We're going to play games until only no. one person has money. No. no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. How you put some, put some money on some Uno, some Domino, some no. chess. Oh, no. Oh, We're no. going to round robin through this. That ends, that's going to end some friendships. And then to cop it all off. See, that's why we don't do shit like that. Like Monopoly we, with real ones. Oh, buddy. Uh, oh, y'all. Yeah. No, no, no. no I want to no. keep my friends. Fluent. <laughs> yeah. Fluent, let me tell you something. I, You know, I, we've gotten to a point where I bring a lot of my, like, lifelong niggas <laughs> on this podcast. Man. And I just want to impart a little piece of advice to you around this one. And if Amanda ever comes, on, comes back on, her too, never say Monopoly around these niggas. Yeah, <laughs> ever. <laughs> You know how many gay guys I have fucked off, played without? And I'm not, look, y'all, I'm not saying this proudly. I am just very oddly, oddly passionate about that and spades, okay? 
Not yes. many things take yes. my interest, yes. but for whatever reason, Monopoly and Spades are those games. Bruh, uh, you know how many game nights have been ruined, ruined, annihilated, ruined it's playing just, Monopoly with it's me? Just niggas so, it's just niggas sitting around, sobering up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Jimmy, I don't want to play no more. <laughs> here, 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 here. Gotta work in the morning, here, shit. here. Never again. Never again, bro. You want to play with real money, though? Hey, man. I love you as a friend. I'd hate to see you go. I would you... never leave over money in a game of Monopoly. See, I'm overlooking that whole conversation and going straight to <laughs> our entry from uh, Ryan Gabriel of the Family Gabriel. This is... Of the Family Gabriel, first of his name. Family Gabriel, first of his name. Uh yeah, this is in response to our, our talk about Jim Brown. Uh, he says, "Yeah, Jim Brown had a had a long sort of history with abusing teenage black girls that he was dating." Oh, wow. But Monty Jones did a really good show about it. Luckily, my mom told me about Jim Brown throwing that girl out the window a long time ago. Wow. Uh, we have plenty of long discussions about misogyny and the leaders of her day, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> ended up being the, one of the best slash worst examples of the Amber Rose effect. Uh, doing ar- doing an Army commercial in 2023 was a red flag to me. But, you know, civil rights face equals civil rights politics. Wow. It's one of my favorite listeners. Wow, indeed. <laughs> one of my favorite listeners. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I like I, how he brought it back to the layers that he yeah. set up. That was that was the uh, that was some odd shit. When I thought I was like, I, I know Jonathan Majors is in his bag right now, but just a nigga a, a nigga walking by in just his reg in just his regular good clo- good church clothes. Uh, when they're because it, it was it was all these eras of war, and I could have sworn they showed the Civil War. I was like, that's that's not culturally sensitive. Yeah, I, I remember we talked about it on the show. There is um, nothing good for niggas. I, you know, we all have that that time travel talk. There is nothing good for niggas going back to the past. Why don't people understand that? Niggas do not want to time travel back to the past. We want to time travel to the future in hopes that you niggas have improved. Not to the past here. I mean, I would want to go to the past like where we were. That would be fun. I don't even want to go back to my day now that I know so now that I know so much from when I was a kid. Now that I know so much about go back to my day. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I know exactly how crazy Ronald Reagan was, (laughs) I want to be back there. Oh God! My oh man! If you want to get my mom started on some political shit, she will sit with you and talk for hours about how fucking crazy Ronald Reagan was. This nigga just talking about this, talking about one day this nigga just started talking about Star Wars and we didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Oh yeah, it's Star Wars defense. Yeah, but when you talk when you when you tried to sell it to the average human, the way he was talking was crazy. Oh. And everybody back then, and a lot of people back then thought he was crazy. And then Nancy Reagan, they tried to shut Nancy Reagan ass up. Uh, she was like, "Oh, he been oh he been had that shit. He been had that shit. He been crazy." Interesting. Yeah, Ronald Reagan was a lunatic. That's why I always. That's why I always say I agree with Lewis Black's plan um, for saving the De- Democratic Party. They just Marky. need to. They no. They just need to unearth 
zombie Ronald Reagan. As scary as he was when he was alive, he'll be twice as scary, Dad. Nah, that's I just, promise you. That's Ron DeSantis. Not even zombie, not even zombie Reagan. Just just hold up Ronald Reagan's corpse at the podium. It can't be that much harder than trying to keep Joe Biden on two feet. <laughs> oh, no. They have got to do something about this fall and shit. They've got to do something about this. I just hope oh. that we have a different candidate running this. We, uh, we, we, we got what we got. And actually, we're going to get into that in the top three, actually. But thank you, Ryan Gabriel. Um, y'all know what to do. Listener letters, opinionswhileblackgmail.com. Um, or opinionswhileblack.com. You can just hit me in the social media. If you want to leave me a voice note, you can do that. Um, all that kind of shit. Uh, actually, no, no, no. What? Yeah, some of y'all have left me, a hand, small handful of y'all have left me voice notes, and you niggas can't be trusted. Um, what about your anonymous? It. You like do the anonymous it. too, right? They cannot be trusted. You send, you send <laughs> us those voice notes. And confess, they and, and they be right along. everything you want to say to Oz. Do not confess everything you want to say to Oz. <laughs> Let him hear it. The anonymous, he you anonymous niggas. You anonymous niggas cannot be trusted. Your anonymous encouragement. Cannot be trusted. You give it to him. You give it to Oz. Cannot be trusted. You give Ozzy that energy. You finally stop! <laughs> this is what I have to deal with. For those of y'all that for those of y'all that think it's an exaggeration, this is my literal this is my literal best friend, and this is what I deal with every day of my fucking life. Um it is time for the top three. STFUs, who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Oh, we got a new one! <laughs> okay. Um, I love that one, by the way. Y'all, y'all have to see the full. Y'all have to see the full video of that one. I'll show it to y'all off air. Um, actually, who are the three people that need? To, um, so I have a bonus. Shut the fuck up, uh, for Remy Ma. Uh, what? fam, so random, and this is just a testament to how odd Bronx, pe- how odd Bronx people are. Remy Ma wanted us, wanted us to know that she counts herself as uh thirty five instead of forty three because she says all that time she was in prison and the pandemic don't count. Ah, uh, okay. The fuck? Okay. I mean, time is a construct. I'm thirty six now. Boom. <laughs> The fuck is I wrong mean, with people? That's the case. My body tells me I'm 62. All right, with this true detective, uh, <laughs> time is a flat circle. <laughs> shit, shit. Um, number three actually is James Vanderbeek. Um, wait, why do I know this name? Dawson. Dawson River. That's Dawson. That's the Dawson River kid. Yeah. So Dawson. What? Um, he bought it Pacey again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a it's a pop culture joke. Um, James Vanderbeek wants us to know that she that he feels like the he feels like the current election is not fair, and that um, Joe Biden should not just be the de facto uh, candidate, uh, even though he is the incumbent president. <laughs> that he feels like uh, James Vanderbeek should be having a debate with. I forgot it's it's a Kennedy, so right off the bat, no. But um, it, it's whatever Kennedy is still around. 
to I have did, that name I that matters. I did see that there was a Kennedy that wanted to run. And James Vanderbeek has been hardcore pushing for this guy, and he thinks he should have a debate with Joe Biden. Let's get a few things clear, Dawson. One, nobody should have a debate with Joe Biden until it's time for Trump to have a debate with Joe Biden. And even and and even still, Trump, nobody should be having a debate with Joe Biden. We know we know what he's about. We know we know what the choices are. We know what the dangers of either candidate is. We can't even get this man to stand upright for more than four minutes at a time. <laughs> and we want him to stand through a whole fucking debate. That should not. No, we, no, we're not doing that. He's already, he's already showing all the dementia in the world. He, th- he still thinks. Which, which, last time I heard him talk, he thought it was, he literally thought it was 1946 and he was saluting Satchel Paige. He, I don't understand. We don't need any more. Why he's still trying to push. If anything. We do not need to be trying to primary Joe Biden. Just push this man through. Hopefully Trump loses it. When Trump loses this time, we have pushed him out of politics forever. Because hopefully that next cycle he will be close to dead. Um, we We just need to hold. We just need to hold the door, Hodor. Hold the door. We just need to hold the line. Until a better candidate shows up uh, to carry us from these senile men, from these senile white men. I don't know, bro. Candidates are getting weirder and and weirder every year. Well, that's true too. But for now, we do not we do not need to be trying to push a third party candidate. It's not a Kennedy. I thought we were done with that. No, there will always be a Kennedy in. In Winterfell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, not a house family. Um, (laughs) I would call the Kennedys more like the Targaryens, but okay. Um, No, they were not conquerors. Uh, Not by any means. Well, I mean, but when you look at it, the Targaryens were exactly that dysfunctional. Yeah, there's plenty of other dysfunctional they look, families, like they, but like they, they were not. Con- they, like, Targaryens were conquerors, bro. Yeah. Maybe uh, either Targaryens incestuous are, conquerors, but either, conquerors nonetheless. Either Targaryens or Lannisters, I would give them. Um, probably more. Yeah, I'd say I'd say the Kennedys are like Lannisters. Very rich, famous, very rich, famous family, fucked up on the inside. Okay. Okay. Um. All that to be said. A Kennedy always pays his debts. I don't want to wait <laughs> for okay. this white man to shut the fuck up. Uh, shut the fuck up, James Vanderbeek, please. please I, no. Shut the fuck um, I just like why wait till like the lowest part of your power to start pushing like that. <laughs> You were quiet all through the River Kid series. You were quiet when you threw that football at your dad's nose. You, you just, you, why, why? Take take a page out the Zach Morris playbook, man, and just just fade into just obscurity. rebrand. No, he's doing he's doing some shit. Rebrand, just rebrand. Yeah, but his opinions have faded oh, into yeah, obscurity. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah, you're right. And you know why? Because he wants another check. That's true. You, hey man, hey, he is hey. not working at this point. Shh. 
And this is probably why. I'm telling you, people fuck up their careers during election time. Gee. Um, did Janine Gar- Garofalo teach you all nothing? <laughs> oh, shit. Shh. Oh. Not mystery, man. Oh. Um, number two is Dr. Drew. Oh my God! His new show. I'm is telling you, ridiculous. irrelevant people, irrelevant people from the '90s and early 2000s are just unearthing themselves. Fucking ridiculous to say stupid things. Doctor Drew was on this shit. It's um, the time travel, probably. <laughs> Doctor Drew is on this bullshit where he was t- he was speculating about what's wrong about what was wrong with Jamie Foxx, and he was telling people that uh, it was because of the vaccine. Oh my God. Because Dr. Drew is kind of an anti-vaxxer. Mm-hmm. Fam, you were doing you were doing so much better. Um, you were doing so much better youth counseling pregnant 16-year-olds. Um, I have not found Dr. Drew entertaining or enlightening since uh Loveline. Like that's how that that's how far back I'm talking about. When it was just it was just him giving regular old high school sex ed information and Adam Carolla just being just being completely obnoxious behind him because that was kind of Adam Carolla's job in the 90s to be completely obnoxious behind someone I I used to have that job um my dad just called me his kid though <laughs> I mean I spent 4 or 5 years of this podcast being obnoxious behind Randall so <laughs> um yeah. Um, hey, Drew. No. Uh, stick to impressionable sixteen-year-olds um, that want to be on camera, and shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And the number one person that needs to shut the fuck up. Who did I write down? Oh Trey God. Songs. Trey Songs needed Doctor Drew in the crowd. <laughs> what? Then she'd have just willingly shown her titties. No, that's true. He's, trying to get trying to get Drew to answer a question. Someone needs to talk to him about consent. For real. Number one person needs to shut the fuck up is uh washed rapper Danny Brown. Who? Um, y'all probably Danny Brown came and went in the early two thousands, I believe. Um he's kind of washed. It, it he's he he himself and his music in and of itself is not a big deal. But I will play this bullshit that he said on his podcast because of course um you're not a washed rapper until you have a podcast um so let's see if we can get this going they all always getting upset and they always thinking like the young older niggas is hating on them it's not that the older niggas are hating on y'all it just we just got to recognize quality. Right, right, just right. Just because it's new doesn't mean it's better. Because if that was the case, y'all niggas would be wearing LeBrons. I see all y'all niggas wear Jordans. For sure, for sure. You got a point. <laughs> point. Why you y'all wearing know? Jordans? If it was all about the new, the new is the fly. And guess what? The LeBrons, they done created new technology. Right. You ain't going to sprain your ankles They just ain't hitting like those Jordans, gonna... though, man. And guess what? The new rap don't hit like the old rap. The same way. Nobody's going to make a better rap album out of y'all niggas than Cuban Links. Y'all got to make better rap so, albums than the rap albums that existed to talk y'all shit. Y'all ain't did it. Look, my headphones falling off. 
want to say something to the young niggas, man? Because they always no, getting the- no. So what? Danny Brown, he's talking. To, he's basically talking about the new the new shit don't slap like the old shit, and the new niggas can't talk their shit. I want Danny Brown, and this is as somebody who spent five years potting with what people would call an old school, an old school rapper who does not always know or understand the new rap, but respects that the kids like it. Mm -hmm. Because Randall has his niece, and Randall's niece likes a lot of that young shit that he don't understand. I don't have a niece. His, his, no, his niece. Yeah, me either. His niece, (laughs) like his niece likes Ice Spice. (laughs) And we all know how Randall feels about Ice Spice. But somebody who has inter- who has internalized a very so a very simple idea when it comes to the new generation of rap, and I want Danny Brown, who is forty two years old, to understand something before he embarrasses himself. Are you ready? They aren't making this music for you. It is you are not your forty-two year old no no knee having ass is not the target audience. Don't tell me I'm going to lose my knees. You are up. Uh, um, how do you feel? Thirty-nine. It's coming. It's coming. If it hasn't come already, it's come. It's coming. It just came for me early because I was in the sports early on. <laughs> Um, sorry, but it's, you're on the way. So I want old niggas to understand that you don't understand the music because the music was not created for your consumption. It was not made for you to understand. Just like the, just like when you were rapping, you weren't rapping for the old niggas. You weren't rapping, nigga. You're 42. You weren't rapping so that so that KRS One would feel you, bro. And KRS One was not was not rapping so that Curtis Blow would feel him. They are speaking to their generation. They're speaking to their generation. Their generation. Their generation is going through things that you weren't going through, and they're going through them in a way that you can't understand because of the advent of social media. Mm. Social Mm. media immediately alienates that generation from everybody that came before them, blows them out of the water. So immediately they have a different exposure to their fans and they have a very 24-hour surveillance watching. They have a very 24-hour watch from their fans that you don't that you don't and never will. Yeah. You had to be you had to be you you got to be you in your private moments. In the era of social media, there are no private moments. Not for a, not for a celebrity. Shit, not for not anybody, for anybody. To be honest with you. Yes. Bro, you <laughs> Get on social media and don't even do anything. Don't like, don't erect, and then somebody going to hit you up because they saw that you were active two minutes ago. Correct. Like, that is not what that meant. I, I, res- left. I looked at a notification. That is not me. <laughs> I'm ready to have a conversation on the I phone left, now. I left my tablet on. 
I fell asleep and left my tablet on, I and somebody that. assumed that I was that I was up. I always get those. And aren't you? Or, or don't you ever go to sleep? Why are you watching? Yeah. And so these kids, and part of the reason you feel so alienated from these kids is that is that they don't fuck with you because y'all don't try to understand them. Y'all don't ask them about y'all don't ask them about shit they're going through. You you assume that they're going because you're a rapper and they're a rapper that they're going through the same shit you are, and that's not how it works. And they're not going through it in the same way that you did. And there's and very rarely is it. it I've never seen this much of a disconnect between the generations. And it's just, and y'all just go shut the fuck up and write some slaps. They're slap because I guarantee you, none, a lot of this shit don't slap to me. It slaps to them kids. Yeah, I don't understand Lil Durk. They they, they turn up and I'm do. looking at it like, what, I don't know what they're talking about. Why why do we care? I don't understand Lil Durk, but they do, and I respect that. I don't understand Young Thug. They do, and I respect that. That's a hard dude to listen to. A lot of like it's, noises I can't make in my own mouth. You know, well, that, I'll just say in terms of the lyrics and terms of the content. That's jazz. I, yeah. There you go. John Coltrane was making a lot was was making a lot of noise that the people before him didn't get. But John Coltrane wasn't writing it for them. Exactly. And I want I want these old wash niggas to understand the most the most exposure I've seen you get in the past five to ten years is that it is one episode of ridiculousness. And if the most famous moment you've had in some years is sitting next to Chanel West Coast, that's a problem. And it's a sign that maybe your day of relevance has come and gone, and it's time for you to shut the fuck up. All I'm saying is we're at a we're at a point where there's a lot of judgment being forced on these kids that didn't ask for it. And some of it and some of it they have to take culpability for, some of it they don't. Some of it is some of it there are they are a product of. And if they're a product of it, that means they're a product of what came before them. Which is you. And if they're not do, if they're not doing it right, if they're not doing the rap game justice to you, if they're not doing it in a way that you find meaningful, it's because you fucked up the job of mentoring them, bro. That the if you thing. tried to mentor them at all, but the whole business has changed, and that's and and that's fair to say too. But even then, you had niggas, you had rap niggas that would big homie niggas coming into the game. You did. You and and there's just there's less of that. Gotcha. And there's less big homie in now. Because now we're at a point where we have niggas that instead of passing the knowledge on, you want to you you see an opportunity for yourself to stay relevant. And so you feel like you can compete with that relevance. You know who you know who doesn't do this? R and B niggas. Jay-Z still R and B niggas R and B niggas just they just make the music for their target R and B audience and let the and let the young kids have theirs. 
everybody talks about this Usher versus Chris Brown thing. Usher ain't thinking about Chris Brown. There, I mean, those are two different generations that are closely, they're kind of closely tied. But two very, man, Usher was doing this before the turn of the century. Chris Brown dropped in like the mid-early 2000s. Usher had already did several albums. Yeah, it's like a 10-year gap between them. Correct. Career-wise, wise. And Usher lets that man have his space. Now Chris Brown feels underappreciated, and there's reasons for that, and he got he got to deal with that L. But Tank, Tank ain't out here trying to steal no young kids' relevance. He keeps saying who is gonna who is going to take the throne because he's retiring. Yeah, I think we talked about that kind of. Well, we talked about that a long time ago. I, I, I appreciate Tank sometimes. He's always bigging up other R and B people, and he's always bigging up. Who's going to take the throne? Who is going to be next in line to keep this R&B thing going in its most pure form? Because I don't think we talked about it in full on this podcast, but Tank is going, He's he's got progressive hearing loss. Oh, really? shit. Yeah. Well, then that's the next episode thing, because I want to talk about that. Yeah, he's got progressive. Well, I, I, we've talked about it. On, I, I think it was with Randall, but um, he, he has progressed. Basically, he has progressive hearing loss. And he wants to he wants to be retired sooner than later. Yeah. Um, but he does have his podcast and he likes doing his podcast. But yeah, he knows I think he's probably got one more album in it. But yeah, learn from the R and B niggas. They they believe in community. And not all of them, because they have their feuds too. But enough of them. But enough of them. And if you really want rap to survive and 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 Pro and and stay relevant in a way where we can keep them out, the white people. Then we have to galvanize more and believe more in community. And whining about how they're not making slaps because they're not making backpack shit like you do. And look how well that worked for you. It's not helping. Might be. So embrace. So I might. <laughs> it might be. So embrace community, or really shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I'm gonna hit that again. I actually like that one. Shut the fuck up. Have we done a podcast, gentlemen? Done a fucking podcast, yeah. We did a fucking podcast, y'all. Um, I want to thank everybody as usual. Could have been anywhere, but you ended up here. We're grateful from the bottom of our hearts. Um, church oh. announcements. Join Patreon. Yeah. Go to patreon.com. Look up Opinions Wild Black. We're there. All I'm, tiers are under $10. Under $10. I'm really excited about these shirts that are coming. You have to let me know as soon as I can buy one. The Plant Daddy shirts are coming. Same. Like. The Plant Daddy shirts are on the way. I, as a matter of fact, I might go home and start uploading them, the design, and make a make a couple of tweaks, make a couple of like last minute tweaks. But the Plant Daddy shirts are coming. We'll kick off the summer the summer line of merch like that. I got some pour up shirts for my designated drinkers. Um, yeah, I'm gonna need one of those too. That that's coming. Um, designated Drinkers Association. Um. 
And a couple more. Oh, we got the We Outside line. That's, the girl's going to like that. Girls don't really like the, the We Outside shirts. Um, any Guys, anything fluent? You got something coming up? Uh, nothing at the moment. No dates? No anything? Nah, nah. Okay. I was just going to ask, if you enjoyed what you listened to today, or anything that you've heard in the past, please, 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 turn around, look to your left, look to your right, and just touch one of those people and tell them to listen to the episode. Consensually. Touch, consensually. Con- yes. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> this, this, this whole episode is about consent, okay? But consensually, of course, just turn around and touch someone and bring them on into this crazy little family. Let, let them experience the joy that you're experiencing listening to us ramble. Just one good time, let that just one. just one good time, let that Bluetooth accidentally cut off. Just right to, on, the, on, on the right titties. Pull the microphone cord out of the system just one time, like old boy did on The Departed. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, just titties. Well, okay. Well, yes, titties. But I mean, tell a friend to tell too. a friend about titties. Opinions Wild Black. Do not keep Opinions Wild Black to yourself. Do not keep it a secret. Why? Why would you do that? We're actually coming up on the, let's see. We deserve for more people to know about this. Fifth year anniversary. Hey. When's the fifth year? 18, 19. We deserve to. Oh, this is about to be the fifth year anniversary. Bet. Congrats. Thank you. Am I making the drinks? Oh, shit. No. Randall. Randall. I am. Come on home, buddy. (laughs) Come on home. Randall knows better. (laughs) Come on home, bud. I'll be kind. Come on home. Oh, shit. Yeah, y'all. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to be here. We're going to be here to help y'all get through it. Y'all going to be here to help us get through it. Hey, It's rough times. That's what community does. That's how community works. Um, expect to see some more, some more guests showing up sooner than later. Expect that. Um, definitely making rounds. I've had some people reach out to me. We'll see how that works. Uh, because gas is expensive and most of the people that want to talk to me live on the ass other end of town. So we'll see how that works. Um. Other than that, we'll be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Um, y'all know what it is. Episode two twenty four mm-hmm. of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. You fought it. I'm the flowing one. And as always, forever imparting titties. Clap for it, white people. Clap for it, white people, please. No one talks about oblong titties. You do. You say oblong titties? You do. Pear-shaped titties. We we potato-shaped titties. What other fruit and vegetable titties do you have for us? Triangular today? titties. Triangular titties. Well, you know the ones that like hit like money bags from Mario. What? Where like the fat sets down to the. Like it slopes down to the left and the right, so that the titty looks like a little money bag, like a little triangle. We appreciate all titties. That but that's that's the point. It's we about appreci- all, about all titties. We appreciate all titties. That's all I'm saying. I get it. <laughs> Bye, niggas. Oh.